Open the Word of God this morning with me to Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30. Without the Word of God, we wouldn't know anything of value. And so we are very thankful for it this morning as the guide and light for us to be here and what we are supposed to do while we are here. We would not know anything about the Lord Jesus Christ if it were not for the Word of God. The historical references to him are few. They do identify the man Christos of Galilee and of the Jews, but it's all the details about his life and death and resurrection and life in heaven. We rely on the word of God. Amen. Proverbs chapter 30. I read verses 5 and 6 to you by the prophet Agur. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Amen. Amen and amen. A word is the smallest component of language that conveys meaning. We have punctuation marks and so forth that are part of language, but they don't convey meaning. They alter meaning, but they don't convey it. Words convey it, and every word of God is pure. The Bible tells us in Psalm 12, 6, the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver purified in a furnace of earth purified seven times. We trust the Bible at the word level. We believe this statement here. Every word of God is pure. We argue doctrine at the word level. We do not change words. We do not want paraphrases, which are man's words about the words of God. We do not want dynamic equivalence, which is the NIV's language for a modified paraphrase. Dynamic equivalence. We will pick words that we believe are equivalent to God's words and make them as dynamic and changing as we think they should be from context to context. No, we reject that junk as well. Amen. The NIV is bankrupt. You can prove it to a child. I did so on Saturday morning with seven grandsons after a sleepover. With 50 whole verses missing in the NIV and other modern translations of the Bible, many words are gone. But the Bible says every word of God is pure. By so saying, it tells us not to take away from those words because it says every word of God is pure. There aren't any impure words in it to be taken away. So we don't take away verses, whole parts, large parts of verses, or individual words. With 200 major portions of scriptures missing, that's many words as well. Of course, they fail even with Luke 4.4 where Jesus answered the devil and said, that Jesus answered and said unto him, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Amen. Of course, since they don't believe in every word of God, it's missing. Since the devil doesn't want to hear about every word of God, he's taking it away. It is very easy to see the motive behind some of the verses that are missing in the New Testament. When the lunatic was brought by a desperate father to the Lord Jesus Christ because the apostles could not cast the devil out of the lunatic, Jesus said, This kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. But if you were to open the Bible, an NIV, 
or any of the others that are up here on the table behind me or the other 75 that I have at home in a larger collection and look for Matthew 17, 20, you'd find it. If you look for Matthew 17, 22, you'd find it. But you won't find Matthew 17, 21, right. which says, This kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Who wouldn't want the instruction to get difficult devils out of a lunatic son? Removed from the Bible. You get three guesses and the first two don't count. Thank you, Lord, for the Word of God. Every Word of God is pure, including Matthew 17, 21, and John 8, 1 through 11, which we're going to study today. The words of God are not too hard. They're not too harsh. They're not too graphic. They're perfect. Amen. How do you trust God? It says in Proverbs 30 and verse 5, He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. Do you want God to be a protector in your life? A shield, a buckler in your life? How do you trust Him? You believe His words. Every word of God is pure, and He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. He will protect you and cover you if you believe His words. What a way to live. To live by a manual that He's inspired and preserved to us, and which He promises to reward us by protecting us because of our confidence in His words. I don't want to ever understate the glory of God's words in this congregation. And I don't want you to do it either so that we can have God's protective blessing in our lives. If every word of God is pure, do not take any words away. Then we have verse 6 that tells us not to add to those words. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar for adding any of our thoughts or our words or our paraphrases or our dynamic equivalents or our speculate, speculation about what might be in the Bible when it's not in the Bible. Add thou not to his words, because they're only your words. They're not his words, and they're his words, and we don't want to add the words of a liar to the words of the God of truth. God will reprove those that add words to his word. Let us limit our words to those words that are found in the Bible and only to those words that are found in the Bible. Let's limit ourselves to all the words that are found in the Bible and not leave any off and not add any to them. Let us hate any temptation to remove or to add. And there are temptations. The whole world wants to, the whole Christian world, I'm referring to the rest of the world doesn't know anything. The Christian world says they know something about the word of God, but they want us to remove passages of scripture or in the case of the Catholics, to add seven more books to the Bible. So instead of a 66 magnum, they have their 73 book fraud and hoax brought upon the Catholic churches. No, let's, not, let's avoid all the temptations. And when we look at in John chapter 8, and Jesus is writing on the ground, I don't care how many pastors told you what he wrote on the ground. There's no reason to think that he wrote anything on the ground. Right. Except... He wrote a picture of an airplane. There's nothing in the Bible about what he wrote on the ground. And so we don't add to his words. Do you know how long we could preach on this if we were to pretend that we knew what he wrote on the ground? Do you know how many Old Testament verses we could speculate that he wrote on the ground? Do you know that we could speculate that he wrote on the ground, where is the man? 
One of the first ones that I heard. We don't speculate. We don't take away from God's right. word by taking John 8, 1 through 11 out of the Bible. And we don't add to John 8, 1 through 11 by speculating what he wrote. They didn't respond to what he wrote on the ground. They responded to what he said. Amen. And it's very clear if we'll read the Bible. Every word of God is pure. And it tells us that they went out after their consciences convicted them by what they heard him say. Right. Not by what he wrote. His writing was to ignore them and to show his disdain for their challenge and that he wasn't interested at all in participating, but we have a lot more to say on that. Let us hate the temptation to remove or to add. We have a more sure word of prophecy. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 19, where the apostle Peter compares the written word of God to him hearing the voice of God on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter wrote, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Right. The written word of God is more sure than hearing God's voice from heaven because if you came down from Paris Mountain and told me that you had heard God's voice up there on that mountain, how could we believe that you'd heard it? Right. How could we believe that you, that you are repeat, repeating to us what you did here? How would we understand it? But we have it in writing. And we have 40 different secretaries of the Lord God himself that wrote these different books of the Bible. And by comparing them together, we know how to understand every one of them individually. Yes. We have a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto we do well that we take heed until the day dawn and the day star arise in our hearts. Right. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. There's one author, 40 writers. We have the more sure word. We do well to take heed to it. And so we're Bible Christians. And the Bible comes before the word Christian. Because we're not Christians that believe the Bible. We're Bible Christians. Without the Bible, how would you be a Christian? You wouldn't know anything of Christos. We're Bible Baptists. Loosely used terms, not the denominational term of our nation. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, blessed God, Lord Jehovah, we thank Thee that Thou hast put in writing, in words, Your will for our lives. We thank Thee that in those words... We have the God of heaven revealed to us in detail. His creation of the universe, the corruption of the universe, the salvation of the universe, the future of the universe, the origin of death, the cure for death, the power of the resurrection, the Son of the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah of Israel, our intercessor, that will deliver us in the day of judgment. We thank thee, Lord of heaven, that thou hast revealed to us how to have marriages, how to train children, how to conduct ourselves in this assembly and every other part of life, from large to small. We thank thee that there are rules for government and how we should relate to government. We're thankful for the financial wisdom of the Bible. We're thankful for the sexual restrictions of the Bible. We bless and praise your holy name for all of it. 
And we thank thee that it is in our language as we have already thanked thee. And it's so easily available. We thank thee for the love of it that you've put in our hearts, the understanding of it in our minds. And we pray that you will yet open our ears and our eyes to it, that as we hear it and as we read it, we will rejoice in it and we will understand it. And that most of all, we will obey it. Let us not be hearers or readers of the word, but doers of the word. Heavenly Father, our trust is in thee. We thank thee for the written word of God that told us in advance about the living word of God taking on human flesh of a virgin and being Emmanuel on this earth. And we thank thee that we are on this side of the cross of Calvary in which we know the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we praise your holy name for your son. And we thank thee that he is our the redeemer of our souls and the propitiation for our sins and shall deliver us in the great day of judgment. We thank thee that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life and that we shall be judged righteous forever and spend eternity in thy presence because of what is written of what he has done for us. This day, by the word of God and its authority, we shall seek to govern ourselves in this assembly. We shall seek to teach and to sing and to pray with the understanding in agreement with the written word of God. We shall celebrate the death of our Lord Jesus Christ according to the due order as you have taught us in your word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this privilege. Bless us to love your word and to obey it. Let us teach our children the heritage that they have in the word of God. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that we do not have to rely on the writings of the Hindus or the Koran of the Muslims or the oral tradition of the American Indians, or of the rest of the folly and imagination of false religion. We thank thee for the word of God that tells us everything we need to know and makes the man of God perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Every word of God is pure, Heavenly Father. And above many other things, we wish our church to be known as a church that depends, argues from, loves every single word of God in the English version of the King James Bible. Be with us this day. Open the word of God to us. And open the word of God in other places where it is preached sincerely and honestly this morning. And bless the hearers there to be fed with knowledge and understanding from that word. Bless your men to preach boldly and plainly and deliver them from their enemies and open the eyes of their and ears of their hearers that they will embrace the truth and respond to the truth and obey the truth in many places. We thank thee for America. We thank thee for every blessing that we enjoy. We thank thee for this assembly. We thank thee for the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us, to empower us and strengthen us and to comfort us. And now we pray your rich blessing upon us in all that we do this day that it will be pleasing in thy sight, profitable for our souls, and limited to the words of the living God contained in the scriptures. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Brother.